The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Yeah, welcome in, Busted Open Nation, here on a weekend edition of Busted Open. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. Got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, along for the ride as my tag team partner. And today, we dive into the continuing story of Roman Reigns and Goldberg on Friday night and they're doing promos and what that means for Saudi Arabia. We also take a look at Ronda Rousey and her likability through the lens of Charlotte Flair and Naomi. Make sure you catch that conversation and it wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open if we didn't give you our weekly winner for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. You know the deal. Sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. Busted Open on a Saturday. The New Day taking a pin to Los Lotharios just because it's Valentine's Day. And, and, and again, I like Carrillo. I like Garza. I absolutely despised what I saw last night with Big E and Kofi taking a pin on Friday Night SmackDown to Los Lotharios. All due respect, again, to Los Lotharios. Mark, by my estimation, they've done nothing to deserve that win. There, there is somebody that could have took that L. But not the new day. But you know what, man? I look at it like this. The way that you build is by having that build happen against people that matter. Uh, Somebody had to to take the loss, to fall on the sword that mattered. And I think it just happened to be new day's time. Um, the, the, The respect factor and all of that, that's on us. Because we value uh, the New Day as, uh, like, national treasures. But they're commodities to the company. So, like, you you use the commodities the way that you would use them. And uh, it's no different than anybody else. I don't think they're picking on New Day. Did New Day deserve to to, to lose the way that they lost? No. Were you gonna put it on on um, on any of the other tag teams, Viking Raiders? What, what are you gonna? I mean, who are you gonna put it on? You know, so like they they matter most. So I look at it like that. You know, that the the new day is a um, is a viable commodity that if we're talking about it. 
and I and, and I, I I would say I rested my case, but I I just got more on it. Like, um, the reason that we're talking about it, the reason that uh, it hit you a wrong way, is because it invoked emotion, and just them losing to anybody is, is wouldn't have this effect on you. It, it was a Valentine's Day. Next week they could come out again, and it, it'll be a mollywop. They'll well, they'll so. clean the ring with them dudes. Well, that would be the hope. I I, I and listen. It's about how it happened. No build. I understand you want to build Los Lotharios. I understand you want them to lose to New Day, right? But on a Friday night with no build, I mean, they shouldn't say no build. They had a fine match last week. Writing was on the wall, right? But to not have it happen on a pay-per-view, to just have it happen randomly like that, um, and again, the whole Valentine's Day, the lovers thing, the kiss cam, all that, it just – it 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 gave me a bit of a stank face. You know what I mean? Again, I understand the business behind it. I don't like the timing of it and the way it was done, and I, I just feel a little bit for, for Big E and Kofi, you know? You, and you're entitled to that. You're entitled to it. Yeah. As a fan, we all have our emotions wrapped up into certain people. Yes, we do. And yes, we do. That's what makes pro wrestling the thing that's the hottest thing on social media. It's the hottest thing in television. And it's the hottest thing in entertainment. You, you can have all the MMA fights and boxing matches and everything around the world. All of them combined is not going to scratch the surface of the money made from WWE, AEW, Impact, MLW, New Japan, all the wrestling companies combined. That make us man, the the money. The, that's why I'm saying I will. The world of pro wrestling, sh- they should work together at some in some capacity to create well, their own awards like the Oscars, to create ah, their own awards like the Emmys, to be able to combine the business and have athletes pay into a structured system to where. Everybody gets services, social services, mental health, wellness, whatever it is. Buy into it, like like in like anything else, any other kind of insurance, and 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 that would you don't need a union to do that. It's just that the all the companies have to find an insurance company. You you look at Geico, you look at Progressive, every, every third commercial. It's some kind of insurance commercial. You look at the NBA. Every every commercial, there's a commercial for insurance. Pick one. Get them to help endorse this brand that all wrestling can buy into. You can buy into it as a company. You can just buy into it as an individual. I want my own individual policy. I want to throw $500 a month at this. I won't, if I get hurt, go to the hospital, pay a little small $50 copay, and go and buy my business. <laughs> I need a surgery, it's going to get paid for. I need to go to the dentist, done. Something, something happens, I die, my families get a, get a benefit. 
It pays for all my funeral costs. Like, you, like it could, it could work. And I don't know how we got here, but I'm just saying, it's all based <laughs> off emotions that are drawn yes. from the sport. I just look at the sport differently. I look at it as we're all fighting against each other as corporations in pro wrestling. And that's what, that's what shouldn't happen. Now, you, you fight for ratings, but the business of wrestling sh- should work together. Well, the closest thing that we've got, uh, you and I were there together just a couple years ago. Wouldn't you say the, the, the Cauliflower Alley Club is in terms of you know buying in and taking care of the next generation and doing some of the things that you're talking yeah. about? I think that's one of the organizations doing a out great there that's job. doing some great they are. They are. I mean, it, they've been around for, I think, 60-plus years, maybe even longer. I don't need uh, – excuse me, I should probably have the exact numbers in front of me, but the Cauliflower Alley Club, if you want more information uh, on that out here in Vegas, definitely something to uh, – as we talk about the future, past, and present of uh, professional wrestling, go out there and look into membership. I'm a lifetime member. Yeah, Mark, look, you're uh, a lifetime member. Yeah. Um, that stuff's – you know, there's, there's plenty of – you know, they, in, in a perfect world, yes, to your point, Mark, what you were talking about – um, that would be great. But this is America, and it's not always a perfect world, but we do have the Cauliflower Alley Club. And to your point uh, about companies working together, Mark, uh, I think we're seeing a lot more of that, especially with AEW and all this talk of the Forbidden Door. Obviously, Wednesday and Friday, big surprises from Tony Khan. Uh, I mean, the 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 proverbial elephant in the room almost literally Keith Lee the big man himself showing up on Wednesday night but uh also switchblade Jay White as we talk about the forbidden door um you know he was obviously on Wednesday Wednesday and then he was and then he appeared last night on Friday as well we will of course be talking about that so New Day taking the pin to Los Lotharios uh not one of the highlights of my Friday but Friday no. was uh, good overall. I like the Rapongi Vice opener uh, against the Young Bucks on Rampage. I love Naomi and Charlotte, which we're about to come back to and dive into uh, here coming up in a couple minutes. Mark, what about the Creed Brothers? Some of, that that was a that was a fine match as well. There was there was a lot to like uh, 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 in the week that was in professional wrestling, Mark. But uh, what did you think about Friday night? Man, I thought Friday was awesome, man. Um... I thought there was a lot of talking about what's going to happen in Saudi uh, on SmackDown, and yeah, I thought that that the show uh, that that was put on on Rampage was a good show. Like you said, it started hot, it ended great, and everything in between meant something. It wasn't for nothing. The storytelling was there. And I always like a match to start hot that gets everybody fired up. Nobody gets you fired up like seeing the Young Bucks. Like, they they get the job done, man. Like, they know their roles, and um, they stay true to themselves. And I know they get criticized for not, abiding by the traditional wrestling rules. But you know what, man? Anarchy and rule breaking uh, has been going on since the beginning of time in rock and roll, in blues, and in music. 
And it's going to be that way in wrestling, too. And the Young Bucks exemplify uh, anarchy, and they embrace it, and they'll take all the hate spewed to them because they know that somebody has to do that. Somebody has to be that. Um, I mean, I look at Darby Allen. I feel like Darby Allen is one of those guys. Just like, man, the hell with the rules, man. They don't apply to me. I'm going to do me. You do you. Let's stay out of each other's way. And and that's what I feel from the Young Bucks every time that their music plays. Good stuff there from the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. I'm Ryan McKinnell. This is Busted Open on a Saturday. Join the conversation, nation. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. What'd you think of Friday night Super Bowl plans? It's all on the docket we are waiting to hear from you what'd you think about new day taking that pin to uh los lotharios got our buddy here uh putting you over standing streamer saying wouldn't you say the new day or teflon and the wind does and it does more for los lotharios plus technically it was Big E and kofi who lost not new day that is the new day new day lost to there los you lotharios. go and yeah then yeah, yeah, it better do more for Los Lotharios. It better do more. Uh, it better, but that's my worry, right? Is that the, the that Los Lotharios won't be around a year and a half from now? What was the pin really worth? New Day, we know are, uh, and we know Kofi and Big E are two of the best in the world for world champions. All due respect to Garza and Carrillo, they are nowhere near that stratosphere. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. We just heard from the Tribal Chief uh, Nation out there. Heard the, the the audio from last night. Sit down with Michael Cole. Yeah, I thought, uh, listen, I'm not particularly high on the match itself, like Goldberg and Roman Reigns, right? In terms of Saudi Arabia, I, I know what it is. Saudi wants Goldberg. They're getting Goldberg. I'm happy Goldberg's getting the bag. All that said, I don't have a lot of interest for the match. Roman Reigns helped that a little bit last night with what was an outstanding, as you just pointed out, a venomous promo, the references to WCW and and, and so on. Uh, the man is locked in, Mark Henry. He is. And you know what? I thought that Goldberg's uh, retort, if you will, uh, was not <laughs> bad. But it yeah. is, we, we already have a preconceived idea of what that is and why it is. So nobody's really, you know, wrestling fans are not stupid. Like wrestling fans are the smartest fans in entertainment. And, you know, They've like seen it don't all. pat yourselves on the back so much, guys. I know I see you right now smiling and patting yourself on the back. Relax. Um, I, I, I know what it is, but they did a good job last night. It just was too long. Did it have to be so long? If you cut Roman Reigns in half and you cut Goldberg in half, you probably would have had 15 minutes. You could do a real nice segment of some really quality wrestling. 
and made that show you better. You just mean in terms of in terms of you oh okay you're talking about Goldberg speaking and Roman Reigns speaking the combined time on the stick uh could have been yeah. used to to highlight a match. Yeah. Well, yeah. product of what we're dealing with and that's that's elimination chamber and um this stopover on the way to WrestleMania and this needed match between Goldberg uh and Roman Reigns. Do you think we could see I mean listen said it last night Mark uh, what did he say? Roman said he's going to Goldberg, Goldberg. I think we know what that means, right? Finish him quick, finish him violently. Could we see Roman uh, beat Goldberg in a similar fashion that Goldberg beat Brock back in 2016? Feels like we could be building to something like that. I think we can. Um, but more than anything, I think that when he said that and Goldberg had his response, Goldberg mm-hmm. kind of laughed at that. And, you know, like that that's something that usually when you see somebody say, you know what, I'm not, you know, they kind of laugh at the fact that I'm not the same guy happened twice last night. Roman Reigns said he wasn't the same guy. Goldberg said that he wasn't the same guy. And right. I think they're both right. So Goldberg is not the guy anymore that does the two-minute matches. And Roman Reigns is not the guy that's going to try to um, book the system to have a a long, dragged-out banger that we'll talk about. Roman Reigns wants to have a – they're going to have an exciting about eight-minute match – that we'll talk about, you know what, man, pro or con, Goldberg did his thing. Because that's the way you want to be remembered as somebody that was able to go and do well and not look yeah. like, you know, I had to be protected from, you know, uh, looking bad. Goldberg is, is a lot better wrestler than he was in the street that he had at WCW. He's a better psychologist, and sometimes it yeah. happens late for people. And I think that is just a a, a byproduct of uh, time running out. But it was the same way with me. Uh, I mean, I was able to do some really impactful things uh, story-wise and entertainment-wise since 98 but i really didn't feel like the force was the strongest with me to star wars speak till later till 2005 2006 yeah it took almost 10 years and the next 12 to 13 years was money because i drew money and that was that was because of the people that I work with, the Booker T's, the Ben Was, the you know me and MVP together. Uh, then me doing my solo runs against Cena and uh, the Undertaker and everybody in between the Big Show. Like I I, I was able to, to take it further, and I think Goldberg was always put in a place where we felt like Goldberg was 
you know, protect it. But now, you don't need to protect Goldberg. He can protect himself. And that's what I got out of last night. I think that both of them are different. And we're going to see something different in Saudi. Well, certainly, uh, I certainly hope so, because I would love to see a great match uh, between those two. It would definitely be a little surprising. I'll take the under on that, though. You said uh, you said eight minutes. I'll take the under. I think we're going under eight minutes in that match. I, I don't know. The writing's on the wall. I think there will be a Goldberging of Goldberg, if you will. And if that does happen, I've... I think it would add more to the Brock feud in terms of the legitimacy or the interest of a Roman Reigns uh, Brock matchup at WrestleMania. If Roman Reigns went out there and just absolutely, you know, clobbered Goldberg, um, I don't know. It would uh, it would add, add a little bit more heat to what we're talking about with WrestleMania. What do you think? I think that uh, we're going to have a, a case where it's going to look like it. Yeah. That Goldberg is. <clears throat> Is gonna you know get the job done, and then the Usos or Paul Heyman, somebody's gonna come into play, and when that happens, that's when Roman will put together a string of two or three spears to Goldberg, Goldberg, and he's gonna kick ah. out, and then okay. they're gonna go a little bit more, and that's that's uh-huh. what I would do. Because I would want the match to be remembered. There's got to be a point where Goldberg is overzealous and he does something that gets him caught up into the guillotine. And Roman Reigns remains the champion. And, 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 and you have the changing of the guard, if you will. The uh, proverbial putting the old wrestler out the pasture and just let him stud for the rest of his life. Okay, wizard. Put your uh, Get your magic eight ball out there. We got a face-to-face with <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> that, that looked weird. <laughs> we got a face-to-face with Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Coming up next Friday, uh, face-to-face meeting. Obviously, that actually, Mark, now that I'm looking at the uh, schedule, we're going to be going live essentially right into Elimination Chamber next week. We're 6 to 9 Pacific, right? Well, Elimination Chamber starts at 9 o'clock Pacific, noon Eastern next Saturday. But before the Elimination Chamber goes live from Saudi, uh, Goldberg and Roman Reigns are going to go face-to-face on Friday Night SmackDown. What do you think, uh, what do you think about the possibility of what that might look like? Man, um, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm going to like it because I'm a wrestling fan. But there are educated fans that, bro. They, everybody wants to see the main event, and then they want to, you know, have a little. Um, they want to have their cake and eat it too. Basically, they want it the way that they want it. And I don't. I just don't yeah. think that you know. Right now, the WWE is giving you what you want. They're giving you what they have available, and you know the Elimination Chamber is something that a lot of the fans look forward to because of all of the optics. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. 
It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts landscape of pro wrestling is evolving which means more options for fans so many activities mark henry and ryan mckinnell are here to answer the difficult questions what was the best show this week you ain't first you're last the week's over so get over this is the busted open weekly winner yeah, that's right, Nation. Hour three is upon us here on another Saturday. It is weekly winter time where myself and the world's strongest man give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. And Mark, we start weekly winter as we do every hour three. We start on a Monday where Monday Well, all I can say about Monday is the best thing about Monday, and it has been for quite some time, is RK Bro, and they continued to kill it on Monday as well for what was overall a pretty entertaining show. It really was. It was entertaining. You know, like, I mean, just the fact that, you know, they started that with that academic challenge and and, and made all the references uh, to, you know, smoking weed. You know, with the bowl and the, all of the stuff, and right. you know, even down to the well thought out um, questions about you know Denver Broncos football, just to get the fan approval. Yeah, uh, it, it was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I did too. And uh, yeah, I think this was uh, RK Bro was the only. And this wasn't this week. This was like a week or two ago. It was like two weeks ago you talk about the weed references riddle referencing a calibration and his scales that popped me so salute to all the writers at wwe and uh yeah man it's like a pixar movie right you're bringing uh some adult themes to a a pg product that was uh very enjoyable and the matches were good as well on uh on uh monday i mean you got a bianca belair match you got an aj styles match a kevin owens match riddle and uh uh, Seth Rollins, they've really uh, upped their game. They got a lot of great talent uh, after the draft, after October, from Friday night coming over. They're utilizing that talent, obviously, and it shows. Piper Niven and and Liv, um, yeah, the work was spectacular, and you know, like I didn't necessarily like you know all of the finish, but 
Uh, I, don't, I definitely don't like seeing the World's Strongest Slam used as a high spot. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, hell of a match. I'm a fan of hers. And I think that every week she's grasping that she's a star. And, and the momentum of her being one is going to come about. So uh, I'm hoping that um, we get more of Piper Niven uh, in the up and coming weeks. I agree. I agree. And shout out to Piper Niven. Always, forever, Piper Niven never do drop. So we Seth Rollins is, the, you know, is stealing it, though. Like every time well, that it, the suits that he's wearing, the outfits, he yeah. had on a Gucci, uh, shimmery, fluorescent looking sweatsuit that made me and Jacob both go, oh, oh, okay, I see you. I might, I might rock that. It looked pretty and live. And that, that the cackle, cackle is, it, it's too much, but. It's why we love him, man. The dude is spectacular, man. Yeah. I, I, he's forever evolving. And I think that Seth is one of those guys, man, that we're going to look back in the next 10 years and go, damn, he did all of that? You know what I'm saying? He's one. It's, it's, it's Jericho-like. You look at Jericho. He's one of those guys. You look at his career. Come on, man. His career is, is up there with Hogan. It's up there with Flair. Like, what he was able to do after he left WWE and being with AEW now is equally as impressive as his WWE career. I think that's what we'll get from Seth Rollins. He's one of those guys. Completely agree. Top of the absolute food chain, no question. And that actually uh, reminded me of something that I want to swing back to uh, that Jason was calling. Or no, it was Jason was one of the callers that was talking about uh, Ronda Rousey crowd reaction, uh, liked not being like natural fit. Uh, that sparked my memory as we talked about Rollins because I do think Rollins as as great as he is as a babyface, he is. He is a great babyface. I think he could be one of the best babyfaces in the entire business, right? He is so damn talented as a heel. And naturally, I feel like it just fits him a little bit better. Because, Mark, some people don't want to play heels and they're forced to be playing into a heel. I don't know right. what Seth wants or what he doesn't want. It just, he feels right at home when he is being that, I don't want to say villain, but being that mischievous trickster. The, the the trickster Joker esque, uh, yeah. Like he does look at home. He does look comfortable. <clears throat> Excuse me. He he looks like he would be better suited playing the bad guy because. You, what what did Batman say? That you know, you as a bad guy, you want to live long enough. Uh, for people to love you like I, yeah I, you live long enough to see yourself become the enemy or, or become the villain something like that it was harvey dent i think that said it right when he was right talking to, right to batman and, and that's yeah. that's how i see seth i see him there's yeah. been a lot steve austin was like that like he was steve austin wasn't a good guy in the beginning Great and point. somehow it morphed into being respected the toughness, 
to uh, a love of that guy. And I think that Seth Rollins is, is one of those guys that's going to be able to do that. Good stuff. We could skip over NXT. Uh, we talked about the opening Creed match, uh, or the the Creed Brothers opening match. That was uh, that was good. Um, I always love Pete Dunne, but I, I don't I don't know what the hell is going on with that show, and that's all I'm going to say about that. We move over to Wednesday. Um, obviously, AEW Dynamite. Mark. Um, I mean, the surprise of the night to me wasn't Jay White. It wasn't Keith Lee even. It was getting to see CM Punk and John Moxley team up to take on FTR, one of the best tag teams of their generation. And not only was this a great tag match, not only was it unexpected, there were stakes to it. It was I it was awesome booking. It was awesome booking. I love that show. Particularly I love that match. Man. Uh Ryan, I, it's no secret I love tag team wrestling. Love tag right. team wrestling. And I recently went so far as we had FTR on with me and Dave. And yep. talking to them, Jake Roberts and I were sitting in the breezeway because sometimes we'll go out and watch the show like fans. Okay. And we're in the breezeway in between the arena and the backstage. You don't have to watch FDR. They're so good. You can hear it. The ups, the downs, the 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 when you pull people, when you the, it's a style that makes them so great. It's their work rate that makes them so great. CM Punk and Moxley held their own against the the most structured pro wrestling tag team in the world. They are. I'd agree with that. Without peer. They are the best structured tag team in pro wrestling. The Young Bucks could do everything right and they could still lose to FTR. The Lucha Brothers, they could lose to them. Every week, there's not a tag team that I feel like should be able to just gloss over what those two men are. And the dips, the, the, the psychological jousting that happens in their work. That, that, that match was, was special because A-plus of the shit. characters that played into it. Everybody loves yep. Moxley. Everybody loves CM Punk. Yep. And to be able to create enough heat and to be able to, to generate – to put them at a deficit and make them uh, – yeah. to put either one of those guys in jeopardy means you're good. And you, we, we understated. I, I thought it was the best match on the show. Well, that's saying something because – and listen, I don't disagree. I agree with you. 
I think it was the best match on the show. Now, I don't know, <coughs> excuse me, if it was because it was unexpected and I didn't know it was going to be happening, uh, and that popped me because, listen, man, that main event for the AEW World Championship, that Texas death match between it was crazy. was another banger. It was. It was It was nuts. But in terms of the match itself, I, I they were both great. Not trying to you know really level one up, but I'm with you. I thought it was the best uh, match on the show. So we moved from Wednesday into Thursday. And, Mark, we were talking about it a little bit through the lens of uh, NXT earlier in the show through a caller, and I referenced a year and a half ago how NXT and AEW were going back and forth for weekly winner. Back and forth for weekly winner. I remember. I don't remember what the tally was at the end of the year. AEW ended up running away with it a little bit, and SmackDown got really good with uh, the head of the table and everything that was going on with that. But nonetheless, I feel like we're back with this NXT and AEW back and forth, only now through the lens of Thursday night and Wednesday night. Impact on Thursday again bringing an absolute banger of a show from front to back uh show uh, kicking off with josh alexander versus uh, a, a new ish face in connor showing up uh at impact there was a continuation of the honor no more story bullet club showed up chelsea green and mickey james had a show down didn't last as long as maybe some people would like point being great ass show on thursday night with impact i, I thought it was a good show and they they put they 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 put people in prominent positions and they spread it yeah. out throughout the show. It wasn't top heavy or back heavy. It was it was very it was laid out really well. Uh there were some things that I, I disagree with, which I always disagree with something. Um Sure. But it's it wasn't big enough for me to harp on. Nothing was big enough for me to go, ah, oh, well, I just can't give them love because it, no it, it was everything was uh you know could have been worked out and uh i, I just I, I still enjoyed the show it was a really good show and wouldn't you agree in terms of uh that back and forth i mean this is now like i don't know the third or fourth week in a row i mean two weeks ago we both gave impact uh, weekly winner because it just you know it was or maybe it was three weeks ago it was just incrementally that in our opinion that much little bit of a better show than it was uh, on a Wednesday edition of Dynamite Impact is really up their game and, and, and it's not just recently Impact's been putting on uh, great shows for a while now but I think uh, the way with COVID ending crowds opening up the Forbidden Door becoming a little bit more oh I don't know open I just think it's uh, it's helping everything and it's certainly helping on Thursday night and uh, yeah man uh, consistently one of the best shows on TV? It, it is, without a shadow of a doubt, is is becoming the competition of AEW and uh, Dynamite and Rampage. Yep, 100%. And you know what? If Monday Night Raw uh, continues on their path, listen, RK Bro keeps getting interesting. They keep giving us matches. And again, I always feel like, the three-hour show kind of hurts them, but Monday Night Raw has been doing okay as well. But as we look at uh, weekly winner, Mark, we've obviously talked about Friday night at length here as we've uh, fully reviewed Rampage and SmackDown. Well, maybe not fully, but fully in a Saturday morning sort of way, Mark. So time is nigh. It is upon us. Where's your weekly winner going, my guy? You know what, man? Um, I, I It was the best match of the week to me. 
and it happened to be on Wednesday night. And, yeah. you know, Moxley and, and CM Punk against FDR, you had a, um, a Texas death match that exceeded the expectation. Um, wouldn't, you know, like I said, there's always nits to pick. And you could sure. pick nits with the finish uh, <laughs> of the Texas death match, if you will. Yeah. But there was nothing to pick about CM Punk, Moxley, and FDR. I, I, I have to give Wednesday Rampage my, uh, a dynamite, my show of the week. That's my weekly winner. And if you're not first, you're last. Tell them, Mark Henry, and listen, man, I would love to play devil's advocate. I would love to sit here and try to make a case for anyone else. But you talk about FTR versus CM Punk and Moxley. Yeah, that was the match of the night. But that also came with the debut of Keith Lee. It also came with the surprise appearance of uh, Jay, uh, Jay White. White. It also came with a Wardlow, basically, squash match. It also came with <laughs> Serena Deeb's five-minute rookie challenge. It also oh, came with a TBS championship match uh, featuring Jade Cargill. Like, what do you, what do you want us to do? What do you, oh, championship match is the main event. Like, what do you want us to tell us? It's not the main, best show of the week? Did you watch every show this week? It was AEW Dynamite. I agree 100% with Mark Henry. And if you ain't first, as Mark Henry said, you are last. Sorry to everybody else. AEW Dynamite. Tony Khan, they keep putting on the best pro wrestling show of the week. You want to keep putting on free pay-per-views, man? I'm going to keep watching. That's how it's Saturday. Gonna be. So we got to put Saturdays in there. We got to put Saturdays in there because your boy, I just got the report. Your boy Jacob just uh, won his first uh, match today. Hey! Two more matches, and he is going to state. Two Now he's got to win both, right? This he's is the big both. pressure for the world's strongest son. He's got to win right. both. They come in third because uh, he lost yesterday in a sudden death match, um, uh, he, which he should have won. There was some debate. Yeah. I had to go talk to the coach. I had to go talk to the officials. And, you know, like, I, I don't want bias because of me. Yeah. Because, you know, some officials are uh, wrestling and fake world and all of this. And they, they put judgment on my kid. And I don't want that because I can see it when I feel like something is awry. What's, what's the deal here? And... um you know, without getting into it too much, um, uh, he should have won that match. And he got a penalty for something that he shouldn't have got a penalty for. He should have got a warning. And you don't give people penalties, um, you know, in a sudden death situation. Like, that's just the way it is. You, nobody does that. It's like the NBA. They're not going to call a ticky-tack foul in the last minute of the game. They're not going to do it. They're not going to call the holding penalties in the last minute of a drive and, and unless it's so blatantly obvious that you just have – I had to call this. So, Saturdays, you know, next if Jacob makes it to state, then, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be next weekend. And that Saturday, uh, I may have to give him a – give him a weekly winner if he wins state. I like he don't that. win. I, I like can't that. give him I a weekly be, winner. I, 
I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to that. And hey, Mark, uh, I feel sorry. You know, the wrath of the world's strongest son is uh, rearing its ugly head today. I'm sure Jacob was a little perturbed at how things went last night. So uh, I feel you, sorry for those only kids knew. out there today. If you <laughs> yeah, only if knew. I, yeah, well. <gasps> I've never been uh, I've never been intimidated physically by a, a a teenager. What is he? What is he? No, he just turned sixteen. Just turned sixteen. A couple months ago. Yeah, just a couple months ago. So yeah, I've never been physically intimidated 270 by, pounds. by a child. By a child. So yeah, no, I I kind of get it. I get a smidgen of it. Absolute monster. But yes, tip of the cap to Jacob Henry. Go out there and do work. World's strongest son. We are all rooting for you. So there you go. Shout out to Jacob Henry. Shout out to the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, holding it down and killing it again here on another Saturday. You just heard it. I'm with you. Our weekly winner. And I could be with my kid right now at regionals. That's right. I love you people. That's right. That's why I'm here. And we love you, Mark Henry. We're going to take a quick break. This is Busted Open. I'm Ryan. That's the world's strongest man. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, welcome back, nation. Happy Saturday. Happy Valentine's Day weekend. Happy Super Bowl. Happy everything. It is a great time of year. Hey, if you're a fight fan, happy 271 uh, morning. I don't I, I don't know. we got Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker getting it in tonight on the UFC uh pay-per-view mark that's going to be an absolute banger of a middleweight championship fight i know a lot of people uh, are looking excited or looking forward to that i should say speaking of mixed martial arts speaking of the ufc um wanted to follow up on something a caller said we were just talking about seth rollins right baby face heel what they're more naturally inclined for and we were talking about it earlier through the lens of uh, naomi and Ronda coming out last night and saving naomi and i made a, essentially a point that um, it was to get cheers for Ronda Rousey because obviously Naomi is so beloved. You bring out Ronda, Ronda saves Naomi, get some of the cheers over for her. Point I'm trying to make, uh, for as much as I think <coughs> that Seth Rollins is naturally inclined to be a heel and he fits that role, I think the same thing applies to Ronda Rousey. But that's not what the WWE wants. And I also don't think... That is what Ronda Rousey wants. I think Ronda Rousey wants to be loved, Mark, and I saw it in the UFC. I saw it in mixed martial arts. There, Same thing happened with her in MMA. The fans eventually began to turn on her, and her attitude caught up to her. Some of the things that she said didn't sit well with them. And one of the things, our colleague Misha Tate, after the second time they fought, uh, after Ronda defeated Misha, Misha got up and went to shake her hand. Like, hey, great fight you know, thanks for kicking my ass, a shine of respect, right? And Ronda refused to shake her hand. Well, the crowd essentially booed her out of the building, and I know for a fact that Ronda sat behind closed doors for, I don't know, 10 minutes before she went to the presser that night and was legitimately saddened by the fact that she received those boos. She was re- she was surprised, right? My point is, this woman has always wanted to be liked, and whether it be the crowd in mixed martial arts or some of the crowds in WWE, that is not the case. So what does the WWE do about it? Can they do anything about it? What do you think about what I just had to say? Well, what can be done is you can start slowly integrating her into doing the babyface things. Um, okay. You, you can you can have her do the, the community involvement and in, in the association of being around the kids. She's a mom now. 
you know, to start doing. She's got to she got to make statements. Hey, I got to be better. I have to be better. I got to be a better example for my family, my daughter. I have to be a better example for the fans. I have to be a better example uh, for the other women in pro wrestling. Now that tells me, okay, this person is on the on the on the nicer side of things. Like you have to keep her moving with a trajectory of uh, positivity and success. And how can I be a part of that positivity and success in pro wrestling? Uh, pumping in music is not going. Pumping in uh, cheers <laughs> is no not going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, you no, have to organically um, make that happen yeah. um, as, a, as a pro wrestler. And the way that that happens, it, it can be led, but it is better if you actually believe it and are you yes. actually want to be a beacon of hope. She's got to do that. I, well said. And listen, it's not like – and I'm not comparing <laughs> – I'm not saying Ronda Rousey is a bad person. I don't know that. That's not what I'm saying. She's not. Uh, I'm just she's saying not. I feel like she's – yeah, yeah. I feel like she's more inclined to be a better uh, villain than she is a babyface. And there have been <laughs> terrible people who have made great babyfaces in the business before. And, again, I'm not saying Ronda's terrible. I'm just saying, of course, there would be a precedent for that. I'm saying I think she's better used – as a foil for an actual baby face, I would have loved to see a heel Rousey return, mess stuff up, get real lippy, and maybe build up a Bianca Belair. You want to talk about foil? You want to talk about or a Naomi? Like that would be a great story. Ronda being the baby face against Charlotte, I don't love it. I know why it's being done. They need a main event. They want everyone to love Ronda, but I think Ronda would be better used uh, in a different capacity. Ronda wants to be a badass, too. Yeah. And yeah. pride will make you go, no, I want to I be the toughest motherfucker on the block. And I, I want to make faces, I want to make people cry. I want to dominate people. I want people to cower away from me. That's, 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 that's pride. That's, that's, that's vanity. You want to look a certain way, dominant. You got to erase that deal that she did in MMA with the not shaking people's hands and not showing. Every fighter, uh, with the exception of a couple that I've seen in my, you know, fight-watching past, were able to take a whooping and go, you know what, good fight, man. You know I'm going to get back in the lab. I'm going to start training. I'm coming for your butt again. You know, like, and people respect that. Ronda didn't allow Misha to have her respect. Right, and she won. That was made at that time. That's and what made she it so won. Bad. Ronda won. She, so you, well, she was a sore winner, not even a sore loser. Right. So now you got right. to fix that. You got to fix that. You got to make sure that yeah. now Rhonda is able to shake people's hands. That Rhonda can pick somebody up after she's beat them and, and pat them on the back and, and walk out of the ropes and raise their hand. Like, thank you for the competition. 
thank you. You made me better today. And then, they, you know, people, Bully always talks about chasing the hug. Sometimes you got to uh-huh. chase the hug. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I chased the hug my whole life. But I, I enjoyed chasing the hug because I knew people were going to benefit from it. That's the difference <laughs> between me and other people. Yeah. yeah. Rhonda's going to have to become me. She's going to have to well, want to be nice. She's going to have to want to be respectful. She's going to have to want to be a beacon of hope. She's going to want to have to be the person that sets the example for her daughter and the rest of the women in that locker room. Everybody's not built for that, but I think she is. And you too, not only share a history uh, as WWE superstars and professional wrestlers, but obviously it is Olympic season and there's an obvious tie in there as well. You, you, you guys share that Olympic lineage and she is a, she's a special character in that regard. She is. And, um, you know what, man? I got a, a hour drive to San Antonio here in a few minutes, and I might just reach out and call her, and 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 say, you know what, man? I'm sitting. We talked about you a lot today, and you want to change the narrative? It's gonna have to be you. They can't. The, they can't write you into being nice. They can't write you yep. into being revered. You got to. I like it. that. Yep, and she's certainly capable of it. That's she what is, a friend uh, should do. Uh, if you feel like absolutely. you have the secret, the secret sauce, then give it up. Yeah. Yep, and Rhonda, listen, Rhonda uh, 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 was a superstar, is a superstar for a reason. She took mixed martial arts, the UFC. Before McGregor, it was Ronda Rousey. Before McGregor was talking about fighting Floyd Mayweather, yeah, I know this because I wrote dozens of articles about it for Yahoo at the time. Uh, They were talking about Floyd Mayweather versus Ronda Rousey. Yes, kids, that shit actually happened. Ronda and Floyd were beefing. There was talk about a potential fight. Lines were being made in Vegas about what would happen if they met. That gives you a small window into the star power and the baby facedness. She would have killed Ronda him. Rousey. In an actual fight? In a fight? Yeah. Now, Probably. a boxing match, Floyd would have abused her. Well. It wouldn't have been horrible. It wouldn't. That wouldn't have been fair. But it would have right. been equally as not fair for Floyd to get in a fight <laughs> with her because she, judo tossed by she would Olympian. take his butt down and choke him with his own <laughs> arm. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 
988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.